to Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. Well, man, it, it's another exciting edition of Just Thinking Podcast. I'm, I'm happy uh, that you're joining in with us, man. I'm here with my main man, uh, Daryl Harrison. I'm, I'm just so pumped, man, to be with you, to, for us to be launching into this thing and, uh, and and getting things flowing. I'm glad that that listeners are starting to kind of check in. We're starting to get some some feedback and kind of getting, you know, getting some thoughts around where we go and what to do next and that kind of thing, man. And so... Uh, man, what, what, what do you what do you got for us tonight, Daryl? What's going on in your mind, man? First of all, what's going on, Wayne, man? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, man. I'm, I'm the sidekick, man. I'm, it's all good here. I love, love being here. Love being a part of, of what's happening. You, we, we kind of, we kind of topped up a little bit off of this college football stuff that was going on this weekend, man. I got to, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I saw your one. Sooners, man. I saw your Sooners. Uh, I saw that game here, man. In the East Coast. They showed that game here, and uh, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, what they call it, Bedlam. Bedlam, and, man. Uh, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, I remember texting you, man. I was like, man, where is the defense in this game, man? I mean, it's, it's, come on, bro. 114 bro. points. Bro, this is Big 12 action, man. We we sling, we sling the ball and get it done over here, man. That's how we do it, man. You're thinking SEC for that defense, man. Well, that's, that's, true, what, man. that's what they you play know, over I'm, there. I'm over here in UGAville, man, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, as we record here, man, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Whether it be right, 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 coming up. Yeah, uh, we're going to yep. enjoy this while it lasts, man. But yeah, good to be with you today, Verge, on this episode. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Shout out to everyone listening. This is a brand new venture, as Verge uh, alluded to earlier. So we appreciate your prayers of support. You know, and we're not trying to uh, replace or one up anybody. You know, we're just here, like like Verge said, just chopping it up, chopping up the some of the issues that are going on in the world today and it's talking mm-hmm. about those through the word of God. And that's all we're trying to do. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Absolutely, man. Just a lot of stuff going on in, in the world today, man, as, as you know, it, you know, as, as we record this, we're coming off of another, um, you know, situation where there was, was a shooting. Uh, there've been shootings everywhere, man. We have, we had the, the, uh, the, the event in New York a little while back where we're mowing people down you had the, the the guy who was shooting folks in las vegas you've got you know things going on in texas and and you know there's no telling what all's going on the, the whole whole world seems to be kind of turned upside down uh right now with regard to violence and and the like and so different people man are having a tendency uh to, to look at these events uh through a, as, as we talk about man on the show through a particular worldview, through a particular lens. And, you know, depending upon that lens, I've got, man, I've got some of my, uh, and I know it's hard to believe, man, but I've got, I still got a handful of, of, of liberal friends. They, they, they are not believers. Uh, right. They're people that, that, that I engage uh, either in a social media space or know uh, through, through a friend uh, or two. And so, you know, we stay in contact. I try to try to have dialogue open up. They know, exactly where I stand. I make no bones about the gospel and its proclamation, you know, but, but again, they're, they're the ones that are saying, Hey, what we need is, is, is gun control. We need to, you know, we need to watch what's going on in, 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 in politics. We need to, and we need to get Trump, you know, and all of their solutions are based upon those things, which are external. 
Um, and, right. and for the and for the most part, man, as as you and I kind of talked briefly, that that's really what you almost expect from a worldly perspective, sure, from, a, from, sure. from, a, from a worldview that's absent of absent God, right? They're going right. to they're, they're they're not going to look within within themselves, within the heart condition of of, of you know of themselves as humans, but they're going to look outwardly. The, the, the real the real challenge becomes, man, when 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 believers. Are are expounding the same kinds of things from a from a you know from a standpoint of the rhetoric and what they're saying and what they're promoting in in, in the public and man for the most part man it has a tendency at least for me and, and I'm sure for you as well man causes causes a little heartburn man what are your thoughts about that man yeah so uh, that's a good question man because uh, man I spent most of the day to day interacting with folks on Twitter, primarily, you know, mm. talking about this uh, mass shooting at the church in uh, Sutherland sure. Springs, uh, Texas, where I think the last number I saw was that 26 people uh, had died, uh, many of mm. them uh, children. Uh, so as you alluded to, you know, uh, social media was just lit. I mean, it was lit up, man, with people calling for gun control and more laws and things like that. So, I won one dude over though. I I did win this uh, this uh, liberal brother. He's black brother. Man, that, that, that that almost never happens in social media. But you got you got to tell happens, me on that, man. Yeah, how so did he, that, how so, did that happen, bro? We went back and forth. And what I like to do, man, I like to just use my debate tactic is this: I like to let you talk, and then I'm gonna use your words, your own words, against you later mm-hmm. on. So yeah. what I did, I'm just repeating what he said. Uh, right. And the more you do that, the more you can kind of dissect and take a word here, take a word there. And you kind of repeat back to the rest. So, so what you're saying is that uh, uh, more laws may, uh, uh, you know, cause folks to fear punishment, thereby sure. they may not want to go through with what they're thinking about going through. But, you know, my bottom line point was, is that if, if laws don't deter anyone, I'm sorry, if, if, if laws don't deter everyone, then that tells you that the law is not the problem. Right. If, if we, if we had it, if, if we had inherent to us, uh, a sort of, uh, virtue with respect to <laughs> obeying the law, because it's a law, right? Right. Because it's a law that everyone would obey the law. Everyone would have that same kind of fear but not everyone has that kind of fear so his argument was well he kept bringing up romans 13 and the government's role in in uh in uh, uh being a force for good for god sort of sure. god's regent god's proxy and how we ought to respond uh in kind of you know uh in obedience to the submission to the government things of that nature but right. so uh, this was a, know, this was a believer this was a christian he was a professing christian i like to put that word in quotes he was a professing christian uh, so my point was just because something's in the Bible doesn't mean somebody's going to obey it. Uh, I mean, look, look at Cain and Abel. Cain, there was Cain murdered. Now you go back to Genesis four. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was murder before there was a law against murder. Now the the commandment against murder wasn't issued till Exodus twenty. Right. Now the way I count the Bible from left to right, Genesis comes before Exodus. Do I do I have that right? Come on, somebody. So. Genesis 4, we have the murder of Abel by his brother Cain before there was a law mm-hmm. saying thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. So I, I just asked my brother to explain that. 
And just like that one or two seconds that just passed, it was dead air. Right. <laughs> it was dead air. Because right, you right. can't, you, it, it, it takes you back to the fact, well, it's got to be a heart issue. It's not the law. It's right. not that there are more, that we need more laws. Why don't we obey the laws now? It's not that the law is weak. It's that our hearts are weak. It's our hearts are dark. And we're the heart is going to do what the heart wants to do. So I did went over one brother wow. uh, today, at least, at least on that point. Right. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I felt pretty good about that. But then again, here you have <clears throat> countless people uh, saying, oh, my gosh, we need to control guns. And I, I just think the whole the very concept, the very term gun control is is uh, is a non sequitur. It's an oxymoron. Right. Let me give you an example. Burge. I have, as we speak, in the glove compartment of my car, a Taurus 380 semi-automatic handgun. Mm-hmm. Ten round clip out there doing absolutely nothing to nobody. Right. Now how do you explain that? If if right. if if I need to control my gun, that gun's <laughs> not that gun's not that gun is not autonomously taking the safety off. It's not right. autonomously aiming the itself. It's not autonomously pulling its own trigger. Right. That gun is locked in my glove compartment being the inanimate object that it is absolutely so so why gun control what 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 needs to be controlled about the gun mm-hmm. the gun's being the gun mm-hmm. the, the gun, gun, being the, gun. The, gun <laughs> being the gun the gun is being the gun the gun is being the gun unless the gun is going to be the inanimate object that it is harming absolutely no one unless there is willful intent placed right. upon it right by I a mean, human being absolutely I, I mean once once the human being is is involved it's it's a it's a different it's a different animal and here here's the other piece that i that i i tried to kind of communicate in the social media space and and for those who were you know jumping up and down regarding uh, gun gun control laws and it's interesting because the 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 guy in new york that used a vehicle um, right. That, that, that you know, they're, they're, I don't know what are we going to have vehicle control laws or, you know, what, what do you what do you do there? Because now he's got a different instrument to express the evil that's that's innate in the heart of uh, in the heart of the human being. But but I, I take it a step further and ask the simple question. What makes people think that those who've made a decision to to kill another human being and violate that law? Are going to somehow be willing or obedient to to follow a law regarding gun control, and 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 I, and I and I get what the thought process is. We'll have we'll have laws that keep certain people from getting uh, the gun in the first place, but but the reality is that's that's never stopped anyone in the in the past who has a desire to commit an evil act. I mean, a lot of these places, not just recently, in the in the not so a distant past, uh, past, most of those places and spaces had, especially in, you know, places like Illinois, Chicago have some of the most stringent gun laws on the books. Right. And, and it, and it doesn't keep the, the evil in the heart of the human being right. who desires to take the life of another human being. It, it doesn't keep them from exercising that, you know, that, 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 that desire. And see, you're mentioning the key word there, Verge. I mean, Think this through, folks. This is why we call this just thinking. We want to challenge you to think. I mean, think about this. 
why why would people advocate a law to keep someone from getting their hands on a weapon a gun in this case why are they mm-hmm. advocating for a law that would be designed to keep someone from owning or acquiring or having access to a gun think mm-hmm. that through now they want this law as a defense against human nature. That's why they want the law. They want the law to prevent the person from doing what the person wants to do. Now, no law can prevent that desire. No law can supersede that. And that's what people don't understand. I'm looking here at uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says, but a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot mm-hmm. understand them because they're spiritually appraised. Mm-hmm. Now, you think about folks who want a law. I mean, it, this is almost funny. They want a law on top of the laws that are already on the books to prevent human nature from doing what human nature does. Now, again, I have to go back to the Cain and Abel uh, uh, story because What's, what's, fat, what's always fascinated me about that, that account is that in Genesis 4-7, God is talking to Cain directly. He's talking directly to Cain and warning Cain, not about, now we don't know what weapon, because the Bible doesn't tell us how Cain killed his brother. But people have this assumption, they'll say, well, Cain killed his brother with a rock. Well, let, let's go with that for a second. Let's say Cain used the rock. Could have used his bare hands, but let's just say Cain used the rock. God told Cain not to drop the rock. He didn't say, put that rock down, Cain. What are you doing? Are you thinking you're going to do to your brother? No. He talked to Cain about the sin that was rising up in his heart toward his brother, that fed the desire of envy, jealousy, that, that was so heated and embedded within him that he desired to murder his brother. God didn't tell him to drop the rock. (laughs) And this is what people don't get. You're going to have another law on the books thinking that criminals who have uh, uh, deliberate, willful, volitional intent to cause harm. Mm -hmm. And you think, man, this is, this is, (laughs) I'm telling you, this is almost (laughs) funny. Why do we have laws? Why do we have laws at all? Why do we have any laws at all? Right. Law should, law should, well, you, you hope in instances that it's a deterrent, but for the most part, a, a laws on the books to tell you what's going to happen to you once you commit an act uh, that, that, that is against uh, government right. or against another human being or what have you. It, 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 it just is going to tell you what the just punishment is for that purpose. And, and for the right. most part, bro, laws are in place from a standpoint of establishing the moral code of a society. Right, so this, you just named three, three purposes for the law. Number one, they are uh, preventative. Number two, yep. they are punitive. Number three, they are reformative, or can be. They can be mm-hmm. uh, re- reformative as it relates to society. But I would say this. The reason we have laws primarily is because of our innate sinful condition. We need laws to protect, uh, to protect us against ourselves. Laws right. exist to protect us from ourselves. That's why laws exist, because our nature is exactly 
what God said to Noah in Genesis 8:21b. He said, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. That's why we have laws. We have laws to protect mm -hmm. us from us. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's why we have laws. But to think that a law that's enacted, bam, you know, whatever process, legislative or whatnot, okay, this X, X is illegal now. X owning this type of weapon is illegal. I mean, really, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound mean, but that's just naive. That's really just naive mm -hmm. to think that, mm -hmm. which is why the gospel is so important. You, 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 really, you know, you, the, the law is effectual as people obey it. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Man, I'm, I'm thinking I, I keep you. We keep talking about the law and I'm, I'm I, in my mind, I'm thinking Galatians 324. It says that the laws become our tutor. And the whole point of it is to lead us to Christ uh, so, so that we can really understanding based upon the law our, uh, the, the evilness, the wickedness that's actually in the heart of men for the purpose of pointing us to Christ, uh, for the purpose of uh, helping us understand that apart from Christ, we, we, won't, we won't be able to do anything but, but violate God's law. Right. You know? Right. And that, that's, not, that's, not even, that's not even to speak of the laws of, of society or culture, but, but, but God's perfect law, right? Right. Uh, and, 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 and the laws that are on the books are, are to be, as we are image bearers of God, are to be a reflection of that for us as well in society. Yeah, exactly right. And you think about, uh, you know, I was just thinking really quickly, um, you know, the, the animal kingdom. There's no law in the animal kingdom, <laughs> not, not, not in the sense that there are laws in the uh, uh, human realm. Uh, somebody might say, well, yeah, there's the law of the survival of the fittest. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there is no law in the animal kingdom whereby a predator is obligated to uh, take in the interest, what's in the best interest of the prey. Right. There's no such law. If I, the, the lion doesn't say to the gazelle, well, let me give you a head start. Or, or do you have kids? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the law doesn't say, the, the law of the animal kingdom is not going to ask those questions. Mm -hmm. But we ask those questions because we are created in the image of God. And because we are created in the Imago Dei, human society warrants laws that protect that image bearer. That's why we have mm -hmm. such laws. So mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself, uh, the shooter at the church in, uh, in Texas, <clears throat> mm -hmm. Um, whatever weapon he used, the weapon secondary to the desire that he had in his heart is secondary to Absolutely. that. And that's what God told Cain. It's the exact same principle, but we just don't get it. We want to blame the gun and not the right. person who deliberately devised an idea, a thought in his heart, how he was going to, he got the idea, he envisioned how he's going to carry it out, mm -hmm. then he carried it out. He carried it out. Uh, what's the difference between him, Cain, and Judas, of whom the, the New Testament says Judas allowed Satan to enter into his heart mm -hmm. to do what he did against the Lord? It's all about the heart first, man. I don't care if you use a butter knife. The, the issue is the desire of the heart. It's like Christ says in Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark uh, 7. 
Mark chapter mm-hmm. 7, verses mm-hmm. 17 through 23, where he says, all these things of murders, fornication, uh, hatred, envy, things of that nature, come from the heart, come out of this, what comes out of the person that defiles mm-hmm. us, he says. Person, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Matt, we, we were talking about this earlier, man. I'm, I'm hoping you, you, you'll kind of, kind of enlighten us on it a little bit because we, we talked about what's, what's at stake, man, and, and, and what, what people are, are, are really pushing toward with regard to solutions uh, in this space. And, and there's all kinds of options, whether it's gun control, whether it's issues of race and racism, uh, you know, there's, all, there's always a solution that's in addition to or outside of uh, gospel proclamation. Uh, every every solution seems to be, you know, the gospel and or 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 right. maybe not, or maybe not even or maybe not even point to the gospel at all. I I, I see this, and and you you know I'm pretty active, uh, in 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 um uh, in in the issue of of uh, of abolishing abortion, uh, right. and uh, you know I'm I'm at I'm I'm on a you know usually once a week, uh, I'm I'm at an abortion clinic, uh, calling out to women who are who are you know making a decision to to end the life, uh, to, to murder their child in the womb. And so, uh, you, you see, you see, even in that space, man, believers and, uh, and, and non-believers advocating for a whole lot of things apart from gospel proclamation. And, and you, you, you get the thought process over time when you talk to people that, that I, I wonder if they even understand the gospel's role in these spaces and places and 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 what's intended uh, as, as we go and share that message of hope, man. I know you had some thoughts about that, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, man. Two things come to mind, Verge. Uh, number one is that the gospel is not a panacea. The gospel is not a panacea. It is not pixie dust mm-hmm. that you just kind of sprinkle over the culture, and then everything you know is 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 made right. Uh, I love reflecting on uh, the first sermon, what I call the first sermon Jesus ever gave, you know, after he came out of the uh, wilderness, you know, for 40 days and 40 nights and then being tempted by the enemy. He came out of that. And the very first sermon he ever gave, we see it in uh, Mark chapter one, verses 14 and 15. It says, now, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So the gospel must be believed. It must be believed. Now, let's swing uh, from Mark all the way to the book of Revelation, Revelation 22, verse number 11. This is Christ speaking again. He says, let the one who does wrong still do wrong. And the one who is filthy still be filthy. And let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness. And the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Now, why do I cite these two texts? Number one, again, the gospel must be believed. But number two, what the text in Revelation should, uh, you know, confront us face to face with is that there are going to be those who hear the gospel who aren't going to believe it. They aren't going to believe the gospel and transformation of society as it relates to the gospel happens as people believe the gospel and then obey it. Right. Mm-hmm. Luke six forty six. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? That's right. Okay. So we shouldn't expect societal transformation 
societal redemption, if you will, from a populace that hears the gospel but refuses to believe it. We, we, and, and, and as that happens, uh, the text of Revelation clearly tells us that there are going to be those who are going to still do wrong. They're still going to be mm-hmm. filthy. Okay, so we, we shouldn't be surprised at that. I don't care. Listen, brother, you know firsthand. I don't have your gift that you have. You go out on the streets, man. You're 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 talking to people one on one. You're at abortion clinics mm-hmm. on the regular. You know this from experience, man. There are going to be folks who are going to hear you mm-hmm. loud and clear, pleading the gospel at that abortion clinic. Don't kill your child. Your baby was created in the image of God. Right. There are right. people who will love that child, but no, what do they do? Verse, they continue walking on in there. Yes, you do. see it all the time. You see, so we, 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 like I said earlier, the gospel is not some magic potion that's going to transform. They're going to be those who just refuse to believe it. And when that happens, we should understand that the word of God has already told us this. So we should not be surprised when, mm-hmm. uh, when hearts don't, don't receive it and don't change. Right. Right. I, I totally get that, man. I, I, I wish, you know, every time, uh, I proclaim the gospel that it would be the the, the fix all the cure all, um, but but I also think, man, in most in a lot of instances, um, we 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 don't even have an understanding of what the gospel is and what it, it what it's intended yeah. to do, how how it's intended to to work, uh, right. and and so I I wonder if you speak to that just a little bit. Yeah, so that's uh, I'm glad you asked that question first because that's something uh, that I've really been burdened about lately. Uh, you know, especially as you so you know, you sort of survey the landscape of what's going on in America and around the world, and our Christians, uh, professing Christians' response to these issues. So you take the, you know, I don't one one issue that comes to mind immediately is the whole uh, social justice issue with the uh, professional athlete demonstrations and protestations and remonstrations or whatever you want to call it and you know the racial inequality gender inequality and you know there's all kind of inequality and 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 christians uh you know getting behind these movements and churches getting behind organizing behind these movements Mm -hmm. um you know uh so you know as as if to say uh it's almost as, as if they view the gospel as a means to bring about heaven on earth when if the gospel declares anything, it is that earth is not heaven. <laughs> heaven is not here. Right. What did Jesus say? Jesus right. said, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. So if he goes to prepare a place, that tells us what? That that place is not here. It's not here. Right. It's not here. So, you know, I've been burdened lately, man, by just what I'm perceiving to be just a total disconnect. Or, or 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 dearth of understanding as it relates to what the gospel is. I mean, why? What is the gospel? Number one. Why do we need it? What is God's purpose for it? Okay. So the, the gospel mm-hmm. is no, no. Now you know if I ask that question, probably going to get. You know, if I ask that question of ten people, I probably get the, a canned answer from nine of them. They'll say, "Well, the gospel is the good news." You know, that's what that's what they've been taught to respond. You know, so so they'll they'll say that. But, you know, on a deeper level. The gospel is God's proactive. Undeserved, unmerited 
response to a sinful people, the sinners. It is his volitional, loving, uh, proactive act of mercy and grace towards sinners. Now, Absolutely. In, in saying that, in saying that, it is pointing to the gospel as God's means to save souls, not society. God saves souls. He does not save society. Oh. The gospel is not intended to save society. It is not intended to save your cultural appropriation. It's not intended for that. If if there's a if there's a quote, man, from this podcast, bro, that that right there (laughs) that right there should be it, man. It's not intended to save society. It's intended to save uh, the soul of, of, of man. And and as a result of that, we should begin to see some changes taking place, but but it, it, it's not a thought process that, that society is supposed to change as a result. Um, it, 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 now, societies did change, but it was, it was the result of the soul of the human being that was changed. Right. And see, that's where I'm glad you said that, man, because, you know, we hear a lot about the social gospel. Well, a proper understanding of the gospel would, te- would term it a social gospel. S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L, not S-O-C-I-A-L. It is a social gospel. The gospel is first and foremost about the soul, about the soul. It is your soul that from the moment you were conceived, the clock started ticking towards this journey that you're on to where you're going to meet God face to face someday. From the moment we're conceived, that clock starts ticking. Your soul is on a journey to where one day it is going to be in the the, uh, the presence of God alone. That is what the gospel is primarily intended to do. Now, as the heart receives by God's grace, receives and believes the gospel and obeys it. So it's not just enough to believe it. You must obey it. As we obey the gospel, then society is impacted. With the, by the fruits of our obedience. If we just take the gospel, believe it, and sit on it, what's the difference between that and an unbeliever not believing the gospel at all? So the gospel is a social gospel, not a social gospel. If it's not taken into the heart, then society is not going to benefit from it at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. So, you know, my burden is that we, we come to an understanding of what the gospel truly is, what it was really intended to do. And then we must face the reality that not everyone's going to believe the gospel. We're trying to mm-hmm. widen a gate that Jesus said is a narrow gate. You can't widen a gate that's, that's, that Jesus says is going to be narrow. It's going to be narrow. And, now, and we're now trying to meddling. widen it. Yeah, now you're meddling. <laughs> now, now, that's what I do, now bro. Yeah, now, now you're meddling. You're going to have some folks upset about that one. I, I, man, I totally agree with you. One, we, we, we see a that that's what you just shared is scripture, so we shouldn't have a problem with that. Um, B, we see it, man, practically applied. You know, when 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 we're we're encountering others uh, in in you know in the uh, if you're in a social space where you're interacting with people and you're sharing uh, a gospel proclamation, man, you see that happening 
all the time. Right. You know, folks are right. not not everyone's accepted. I was down at uh, you. You know, you know, I'm not a I'm a I'm a I'm a Sooner fan. I'm definitely yep. not a Husker fan. You know, even though I live in Nebraska, I was down at uh, I went down to the game for the purpose of gospel proclamation, and there, there was no other place in the you know in, in where that I could be where I would run into eighty thousand plus people, and right. so th- there's nothing like being at a game. Uh, where you know if you got you got a couple thousand gospel tracks in your hand, uh, but you can get gospel you can you can get the gospel out and talk to people and engage people as they're going into to see a football game. And so um, you know I, I would love to tell you, man, that you know while I was out there, passed out you know a thousand tracks, and uh, man a thousand people got saved, you know, or or that or that I got a chance to talk to you know more than more than a dozen people. And, and that each and every one of them came to a, to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The, the reality was that wasn't the case. And it's not my job to determine who is or isn't going to be saved. Right. It is my job, right. based upon Scripture, to proclaim right. the truth and the message of the gospel with clarity so that those who's got, who God has called them to himself will hear his voice in the truth of that proclamation and will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right, and yeah, I, that, that's 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 just the reality of it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, and you touched on the key word again, man. I mean, we have to face reality, and I think the fact that you you know you look around, especially in the social justice space, where you know there's a movement now to you know uh, remove all these Confederate statues, uh, um, you know, take all these uh, co- Confederate uh, soldiers and rebury them in different places and things like that. It's like we're almost looking for. A, a new type of atonement almost is a, a, a new type of uh, uh, way to uh, achieve the salvation that Christ uh, already made available to us through his propitiatory death on the cross. It's like we're looking for a new salvation as if his uh, his atonement wasn't enough because, well, let's just be honest, man. We want people who we think owe us something. We want them to suffer. We want them to suffer. See, the sufferings of Christ wasn't enough because I don't see I don't see these people over here. They're not suffering enough for my taste for what their ancestors did 400 years ago. So, Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, You know, I appreciate what you did on the cross, but that just doesn't really suffice for these sins over here. So I need to kind of take care of this myself. I want these statues moved. Mm -hmm. I want uh, reparations paid. Uh, I want an apology for each of the uh, individual 50 states where a slave may have even crossed barefoot or whatever. I want that redemption. I want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I want a tangible redemption that I can touch, feel, smell, taste or whatever the case may be. You know, so but, right. but we don't want to accept the reality that as powerful as the gospel is, like you said, Verge, we have no control over who's going to believe the gospel or not. You know, uh, no. On that vein, you know, one of one of the man, one of the most awesome accounts in the New Testament about that is in Matthew 19, where you have the rich young ruler, where Jesus essentially <laughs> preaches the gospel to the rich young ruler. Said, hey, you know, gave, basically took the rich young ruler to a fork in the road, right? Took him to a fork in the road. Uh, listen, you can sell all, all your possessions, give it to the poor and come follow me. We all know the end of that story. Rich young ruler said he, he couldn't do it. Or he didn't do it. Right. He, 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 
So he went away weeping because he was very wealthy. But you know what's interesting to me about that story is Jesus let him walk. Right. Jesus didn't go after chasing after him saying, hey, wait, 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 hold, hold on, Rich. You, really, you don't know what you're doing. You don't understand the right. decision you're making. You don't understand the mistake you're making here. No, Jesus didn't do that. He let him make his decision and let that young man walk. And we need to understand that today, that as we proclaim the gospel, there are going to be people who are going to say, nope, I'd rather walk. I, I like my life the way it is now. Uh, I don't want to uh, give up my, uh, my worldliness, my, 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 uh, my value system. I don't want to give up any of that for Christ. Why? Because it's going to cost me something. And that's why the rich young ruler could not follow Christ because he knew in his heart that not only was he going to have to give up all his possessions, it's going to cost him something else after that. And in our Absolutely. case, especially Absolutely. as a of social justice stuff, man, it may cost us having to deal with somebody not getting, uh, 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 getting justice in this world. We might have to accept that. Right. We might have to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. I mean, that's that, it, it's really good on a lot of levels. I want to go back to something you said, man, and and, and, I, and I don't want to. I don't want this this particular podcast to be too long, and we'll we'll wrap it up briefly. But just something you said jarred my thought process because I had a conversation with a young lady this weekend, man, and we were we were, we were talking and kind of walking through, and you know, kind of one of those conversations where they, you know, they kind of give you the impression. That that they're that they're saved or that they they you know that that they're a believer and then you do a little digging and you kind of ask okay well explain to me you know what 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 that what that looked like for you you know where where you were when that happened and what goes on and, and it's very very vague and then you say well I, and I usually use a test where I kind of say you know listen it, let, let me let me kind of play this this role with you I'm 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 about two minutes from death you I just walked up to you this hypothetical I'm two minutes away from from actually losing my life explain to me if you will what i need to know to inherit eternal life so i i, I allow them to explain that and if, if they if they're coming up with 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 nothing that even sounds like the gospel nothing that talks about the life death burial and resurrection of jesus christ nothing that talks about my sinful condition and my separation from god nothing that talks about having faith in the finished work of christ nothing that has anything to do with repentance on my part i'm, I'm recognizing that either they're ignorant of the gospel or they actually have don't really don't really own or have experienced uh gospel transformation in, in their own lives and so Right. As we kind of walked through this, I flipped the script and I said, well, let me play the role. And so I walked her through you know, the law and, and how we've missed it and, and how we've, you know, how we've sinned against a holy God and our condition as a result of the sinfulness uh, that, that we've had uh, against God and, 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 and the wages of that sin. And what we need slowly, bro, I slow walked her through this process because I wanted to be crystal clear. Uh, about the gospel and 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 so I asked her said have you ever based upon what I've shared know a time in your life where you've repented of sin and placed your full faith in the finished work uh, of Jesus Christ and she said no and I and so I said well, I said what what is it that keeps you from doing that today um and she said well you know what I'm just I'm just not ready I'm just not ready yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, it's one of those things that boggles my mind. What's not to be ready? What is there not to be ready about 
God paying a debt that you couldn't pay. But but the reality of Scripture is clear, man. That 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 is that 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 it is Jesus who understands that if He's lifted up, that He will be the one to draw all men unto Himself. Right? That 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 spiritually that that, that it's, it's the Father that gives uh, the the His elect to his son it's not it's not it's that, that salvation is not by the arm of the flesh right or, or by the right. will of man as much right. as we as we wish it it would be or could be um but but john 3 lets us know that it, that it is of the spirit and that we can't we can't work that up as much as we'd like to man as much as i would have loved to have had a little hammond b3 playing in the background you know and uh, <laughs> done, done, done all i needed to do to to, to to make all the emotional things happen uh, God is the one who's in the in the in the process in the business of drawing those who who will come uh, unto Him and 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 I, I you know it was what it was but but I, but I learned very quickly it's it's mind boggling to to think about but but that's the reality man that that there are those who who are who, who will not uh, make a decision uh, to follow and obey. Uh, the, the message of the gospel, and that's that's true. But again, my job—that that's not my job. That's not my business. I'm in the business of sharing and proclaiming that truth and uh, letting others know uh, about what's about the offer that's on the table, right. and uh, with the, with the hope that, that God would would open their eyes and mind and heart so that they could see and hear uh, and experience the full measure of of the gospel. So. Man, that, that's so true, bro. What What do you got, man? Last thoughts as we try to try to wind up, or anything else you want to share, man? As we try to try to wind this one up uh, for for this episode. Yeah, my last thoughts, man. Just a couple things. Uh, you know, again, as we uh, uh, continue to sort of watch this whole uh, these various phases of this new uh, this new school social justice uh, movement play itself out. Uh, you know, I just want to remind folks that during the entirety of Jesus's three and a half years of ministry on this earth, there there was not one thing about the Roman system that he changed. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm. Christ was after hearts. He was right. not after right. social change. He wasn't after cultural violations of cultural appropriation or things like that. He wasn't after any of that. He was after hearts because, and I think this is, this goes to uh, this, the story you were just telling about the uh, young lady who says she's not ready. And uh, again, I, I say this with all the love I have in my heart. You know, I say this in the spirit of Ephesians four fifteen, speaking the truth in love that what we have to do today, we have to, regain or in some cases gain an appreciation for our own mortality. Absolutely. Uh, unless Christ returns first, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And the young lady who said, well, I'm just not ready. What's sad right. about that is that in her response, her, her response intrinsically presumes that there's going right. to be a time when she herself can say that she's ready. Right. 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 Right, but uh, right. can I t- can I tell a quick story? Do we have time for a quick do story? It, do man? it, do it, do it, absolutely, man. Just on that whole on this whole thing about time and mortality. Uh, my father passed away suddenly of a massive heart attack at the age of sixty four. Mm. He passed away while using the bathroom. Wow. He, my mom, 
uh, told me the story. I wasn't there uh, at the time, but you know, when we when when I, when I got the call that that my dad had died, my mom told me he de- he died just like he always did. He he would take a take his sports page into the bathroom with him, but it, it, the the Lord had ordained that he was not going to come out of that bathroom. Now I mentioned that because uh, you know um, we like to think that uh, we're going to die on our terms. That's what right. we like to think. We, right. we, we like to, what do we always right. say? Well, I'm going to be on my deathbed. Well, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. How you not, how do you know you're not going right. to be on a bus on the way to work? Uh, you know, how you, how do you know you're not going to be at the right. cash register at a Walmart checking out? Uh, so what hurts me about this right. lady's response is that she thinks she's going to have an opportunity to say that she's ready. And that's what hurts me about that account you just gave. That's that, that really hurts me that she thinks that. So we have got to regain an appreciation for our own mortality because that day is going to come for all of us. Right. So if there's anyone out there listening right now, I beg you uh, with my whole heart, obey Christ, repent and believe the gospel because this life is not all there is. Amen. Amen. Well, bro, I'm excited about venture. I'm excited about a chance to to come alongside you and chop up these issues and topics uh, and subject in a very unique uh, and special way. And so, man, I'm just going to encourage everybody listening to check in uh, with us, man, and and, uh, and come along for the uh, for the journey on the on the Just Thinking podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time, bro. All right, you're welcome, bro. Anytime, bro. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember, let's think.